Hi, I'm here to read you part of a short story called The Going. Um, I have to majorly edit it because there's a love scene and um, that I can't read that to you on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> okay, The Going. Um, it's actually a September 11th story and it's, get, it's dedicated to the NYPD, especially the, the detectives. Um, let's see, the going. You can long for death. Life can be so excruciating, painful, and without hope. So much suffering. But when it's time for the going, even if the going is with the sweetest, compassionate of souls, the tears do come, you know. You know everyone's going to die, and now is fine. No more suffering. But all of a sudden, there's realization of how much missing. I miss you, miss. It's not just the people. It's the neighborhood, it's the trees, it's the New York idiosyncrasies. Um, I wrote this uh, after September 11th, and um, I talked about the fact that, you know, this is a woman alone, and she's, well, you'll get the rest, but it's a different perspective when you're a single living in New York City, even when it comes to dying. Um, Detective Vete has left a message for me, actually two messages. The phone doesn't ring anymore, as if I have no friends left in the world. So, they are, so there are only two messages. He sounds like he has acid reflux worse than I do. Actually, he sounds like he has the worst case of acid reflux in New York City. It must be a tough job being a policeman in New York. He sounds caring and nice. He does have what I call a New York throat, a term I made up for those with a terrible throat burn from inhaling all the horror of that day and the months following, plus the grief. Detective Vette sounds like he's had a long day. A day in the life of a New York City detective is one I can't imagine. I've heard they are the greatest detectives in the world, underpaid and underlaid. The police did so much September 11th and the days and months following. One aspect was the morgue. It wasn't just investigative work, but also guardianship, a body or the smallest piece of DNA of a daughter, a wife, a son, father, brother, sister. The detectives were there like New York City pinch hitting angels standing in for angels and for the relatives of the deceased. For all of us who can't, wouldn't go, they did go there. Detective Vette is calling me in regard to an unpleasant experience I had on the street this summer. The menacing individual. People don't want to take responsibility for their prejudice and their hate. They want to poison you with it. I couldn't help but wonder who raised this monster. I was in a sleep-like state. I had been I had taken a sleeping pill the night before and it was help it had helpful lasting effects. I couldn't respond in my usual hot-headed way. I really don't want to go any further than this but to say I walked over to the 9th Precinct on Avenue C to fill out a report. It was minimal, and eventually Detective Vette called me twice, as if he had had a long day, acid throat, reflux, gurgle kind of day, and I was the last call on the list. I, separated, I had separated from friends either because they had died, got married, or because I became intolerant of them or vice versa. My number's unlisted, and my answering machine has no name identifying me. I called the precinct, but I kept mispronouncing the name, so I gave up and told the voice on the other end, I'm sure he would call me back. Did I tell you already? I can't remember. Well, he did not call me back, but I did get a registered letter in the mail asking him to call me. 
asking me to call him. <laughs> I mean, I should call him. I didn't notice until after we spoke on the phone and I went to write him a short thank you note for taking the time to speak with me that the address on the precinct seemed wrong. It's the ninth, the ninth address on 5th Street before they moved. Was it pre-September 11th? I can't remember exactly, but at some point they had moved to Alphabet City. I know this is wild, but at some point in the interim they moved out, but not completely. Someone had converted the area. Remembering, remembering are the happy memories. The happy memories are the treasures. I had mailed a thank you note to Detective that day. Speaking with him on the phone somehow made me feel safer in the world. He had written the Fifth Street address on the letter he sent he sent me. He must have made a mistake, an emotional typo. And I did too because I mailed my note to the address of the on of the empty precincts. So the building which I thought didn't exist anymore. I feel a compelling need to walk over there now, a reality check. I need to see what happened to the building. Was Detective Vette playing some kind of joke on me? While walking over, my cell phone was ringing. It was Buddy, my September 11th fireman friend. We became friends because of September 11th. I am an emotional pyromaniac, so it makes sense to have a best friend that's a fireman. I can't burn a bridge with him. I try to get rid of him, but I can't. He's married, and he respects my rule. No married men. And he's kind of like my best girlfriend, except I don't have one anymore. And he's very virile. He complains about his wife and her perpetual diss of him. He just wants to fight fires, and all I need to do as a friend is remind him of that. I did congratulate him on finally getting some respect and attention well-deserved. It wasn't about money or a house in the Hamptons or an expensive car. For the firemen, it was respect and recognition and continuing to fight fires. I walked over to the building and I wondered if Detective Vette had lugged a portable typewriter over and written my letter in the ghost building where I once had a fling. It's true, a ghost building now. It's chained up a shell, eerily vacant, the beginning of a transition. It's the past and the future of the ninth. The front of the ninth was so beautiful, it was actually used by a fictional TV show. Which show? I can't remember. Ninth on Fifth Street, where I went when a mugger tried to rip me off unsuccessfully. Was Detective Vette the police officer I spoke with way back when? I can't remember. Did I tell you after the ninth move to Avenue C before it became a complete ghost building, I had had hot nookie there in a makeshift weight room? Ah, my memory. Now I'm standing here in front of the boarded up door looking at a ghost building. My cell phone rings. It's Buddy the fireman again. I comfort him. Don't worry about your wife dancing on your grave, dissing you. You're doing what you love doing. You're being a fireman. He says he has a hard time remembering things. The entire city has Alzheimer's, I think. Disassociation. Your brain is protecting you for now, now, until you are ready to deal. I tell him where and why I'm heading over to the 5th Street because if I don't tell Buddy, who would know? He comforts me. He's enormous. He's enormous comfort to me. I tell him he's rescuing me from my internal rubble. Someone is approaching me on the street of the ghost precinct, so I hang up. Now this is too corny to be believed, but someone who walks up to me says hello and has a uniquely gravely, gravelly, gurgly, acid reflux New York City voice. It can only be Detective Vette. I introduce myself, but he knows it is me, and nervously I say, Detective, in Spanish, your name, V-E-T-E, means to go, future tense. He nods. He knows. I know. 
We are going into the building, the ghost building of the 9th Precinct on 5th Street, the building that was the 9th and will be the 9th once again in the future. I need to turn away from him and take one look, one more look at all the beauty. It seems so extraordinarily beautiful, the neighborhood. I feel the tears on my cheeks, tears that are goodbye kisses or hello kisses, wet kisses. I have to hug him very hard before I walk into the building with him. There, there is. These are excerpts from the story, The Going, a short story I wrote. And it's a ghost story of a woman that died September 11th with a fireman that was trying to rescue her. They died together. They can't accept that they have died. So they haunt the East Village where she lived and he worked. She suffers through the process um, of coming to terms with her death and she relives winning the sexual lottery. I cut that, that whole thing, scene out. Um, I wrote a trailer and the trailer said, the going, she's alone, she's single and alone in New York City. She's won the lottery, the sexual lottery, and she's also about to find out facing one's death isn't about going it alone, if she can remember. Also, when I wrote this, I had no idea that after September 11th, um, the Bloomberg administration would bring a tsunami of community-crushing development and that um, they'd tear down St. Anne's next door to me. What, I just moved, so it's not next door anymore, but where I lived for 20 years, a church from 1847. I heard the parishioners crying and um, the construction. Uh, the whole entire neighborhood dramatically changed and now looks like a bad uh, Xerox of Midtown or like Dubai, Dubai on the Bowery is what the New York Magazine called the Cooper Square Hotel. Um, so writing the story has even more significance for me. Um, it's a fictional tale. Obviously, I am alive. Um, the character and the, the two characters, the fireman and the, the young woman, both died downtown. Um, and they can't come to terms with their deaths, so they haunt the East Village because he loved working there, and she that's where she's had her happiest memories in her life. She doesn't have money. She doesn't really have much of anything, except in her mind, she has a memory. I don't know if it's real or it's a fantasy of this wonderful, passionate, um, short love affair. And so before she dies, she kind of, her mind is trying to find this happiness and come to terms, and the detective, plays an angel and when he walks her through that ghost precinct um, he's basically helping her to come to terms with um, dying and I did that because I remember the detectives were going from um, really what was like a burning hole it was this huge hole and there was smoke coming out from the ground it would melt people's shoes their work boots the people that were working there and they would go to the morgue and they would be there with these what was might have been just a small bit of fragment of DNA. So I, I wrote this story, and um, and I hope you um, are inspired or made you think and feel when um, you heard me read it to you. Thank you. And you can find it on www.susannabetroyartist.com.